What's up, guys? My name is Dave Pookie. I'm a life and performance coach, and welcome to the All in Effect podcast, where I have badass conversations with some real life success stories as we talk about how betting on yourself and going all in on the life you want can pay off in every way imaginable. Our goal is to help give you tools to go out and conquer any dream you have in life. So sit back, relax, and get ready to level the fuck up. Let's go. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the All in Effect podcast with your host, Dave Pookie. Today, uh, I am honored to have a, a, a good buddy I have met here since I moved to America. Um, entrepreneur, family man. More and more than, you know, and to top that off, just a, a modern day, I want to say success story and inspiration to myself and so many others um, on this journey. Uh, Jared Wheeler. What's up, Jared? What's going on, everybody? Uh, brief little rundown. You know, um, Jared, uh, I met Jared when I was leaving the gym and I was making a video on my cell phone. You heard me talking to my cell phone. Some motivational it was, it was something motivational and you're walking by, man. I felt the energy long before I seen it. This dude's a hundred yards away and I'm 20 feet up on the ladder and I'm like, Hey bro, what are you doing over there? And he's like, is that going on Instagram? He's like, yeah. I'm like, bro, come over here. I got to talk to you. This guy was paint. This guy was working, contracting on my building that I live in here in Seattle. And you know, when, when you, when you say your vibe attracts your tribe, it's a perfect example. Yeah. And Jared told me his story and we're going to dive into that. And, uh, you know, he pretty, he pretty much told me, you know, he was on the self-development journey and, you know, Jared did a five and a half year sentence <laughs> in prison here in America. And as you know, I got a lot of people back home. And as you know, the prisons in America are a little different than the ones in Canada, but what was so inspiring, you know, is, you know, doing a five year sentence in prison and coming out to watch just the, when I first met you to your life now is, is was so inspiring to me because you see so many people that go through hard times and, and they don't ever really get out of those, especially in the correction. And, you know, it's and, just a rut they get stuck in. Yeah. They never come out of it's, it. It's not just a sentence. It turns out to be a life sentence, you know? Yeah. They uh, let this stuff beat them up and keep them down. And yeah, I was just, I was so drawn to Jared because I feel like nothing is more inspiring than somebody that fucks their life up. Cause I have done this. You know, in, in a different way, obviously, our journeys are completely always all, you know, different, but there's very some similarities and nothing is more inspiring than someone that fucks their life up and pulls themselves together to become the best version of themselves for, you know, themselves and, and, you know, Jared's a dad and yeah, and I'm just, I'm honestly proud to, to have you on the podcast and I know you guys are listening. Today is the two year anniversary of J Jared being out of prison. I got released two years ago today. Wow. That is fucking man. I, I mean, it gives me goosebumps. Just listen. so, I guess we're what, next is uh, give us give me and uh, who is listening just a little uh, give us a little background on who you know growing up and and get, let's let's hear let's dive into the story a bit of what happened and who you know who you were and all that good shit. Okay, so growing up, phenomenal childhood. I got great parents. My dad was a contractor. Uh, my mom is in sales. Both of them have thriving careers. And, uh, we got, we had everything we could ever wanted dirt bikes and campers. And we went camping all the time. We had good families around us. We did a bunch of good stuff. We were raised with good morals. Uh, 
man, there was nothing I could have wanted that I didn't have. And my parents split when I was 15. That sent a ripple through me. Man, immediately I turned to drugs. It was just, it was what it was. That cycle continued for years and years and heroin abuse and then crime. And then eventually that at 23 put me in prison for five and a half years. And then I got out at, I didn't even stop using drugs until two years in. And then Christmas day of 2018, some stuff popped off and I was like, man, I'm done. That was it. And I haven't touched meth or heroin since then. I'm super proud of myself for that. I'm going on what, four years and 10 months now. And, uh, that's a, that's a prize. I'll, I'll, a badge I'll hold, uh, proudly and got out at 28. I had all that time to think about what I wanted, how I was going to do it. And pretty much all of that went out the window. And now I'm on this self-betterment, self, uh, personal development journey that it's just, it's inspiring and it's, it's joyful. And the people I come across are always delighted to hear positive stuff, man. It's, it's really great. I'm, I'm happy to, to be here today for sure. I don't take a day for granted. Man, that's wild. You know, and you know, I, I battled my addiction issues in the past, you know, and definitely living below the man I wanted to be. Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah. Um, what, 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 and what was sort of the thing that got you in trouble? I, uh, the charge was robbery. Like, like that's what I was going to say. I, I know it's like these things we're talking about, these kind of things can be gray areas, but, uh, yes. um, <laughs> just here, yeah. I'm, cause I'm curious, you know, I, I mean, I know you told me, I can't even remember, but like what, and what do you think put you in that position when you were in that mind state that if you could, you know, to not repeat the same thing, you know, cause as we know, we talk about like, you can't ever go back and change the things or probably. I wouldn't uh, even if I could. Yeah because the amount of lessons I've learned from that are insurmountable to what I would have learned if I had just stayed, I would, I would, I would definitely be dead if I had stayed in that lifestyle. But so prison saved me. It was the best thing for me, but the charge I was charged with was robbery and somebody got shot, whatever. But given the same set of circumstances with the same happenings, I would have done it again. No regrets. What happened happened. And, uh, move forward, man. Mm-hmm. Take that, take that right on the chin and keep pushing. Well, you know, it's, isn't that crazy just hearing you say that? I'm like, man, cause you know, I, I sometimes think that, you know, there's days where I wish I could, well, I was, you know, I was telling you like, you know, someone's like, would you change anything? I just make the same mistakes only sooner. Yeah. I would have um, definitely made them sooner and got it over with instead of wasting. But hearing what, you, hearing you say years. that is just like hearing you say that, like, you know, you would, because it's then this is I guess it would be a great lesson for anybody listening is you can't change your past you know it's like these lessons that we've gone through literally make us who we are today. Well, here's one I just read yesterday: the past doesn't define you; it prepares you for who you are to become. That's a, that one hit. So, t- <laughs> God, two, there's so much to unpack. You know, two years today. Um, was there? You know. It, it, was there days, obviously, when you're in there, there's days, or was there days where you think you're never getting out of here? Because I know I, I, I got to stay on good behavior to get out of. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. No, I mean, in that environment, when you got years left, your uh, your give a shit goes out the window. I mean, when you're looking, you got, oh, man, I got five years left. Do you think you're concerned about staying out of trouble? 
No, you're going to tattoo and you're going to have fun. You're going to gamble and you're going to do what you're going to do because you got that much time left. I was fortunate enough to like to read. I'd never read a book from front to back before prison. I've put down thousands of books now. I actually enjoy reading. It's an escape. It's what people don't give you. You can find in a book. Wild. I haven't got on that train yet, but maybe I can take some lessons. <laughs> There's some, it's time. It's just time. So you had, and so you're, and you're also a dad. So absolutely. You had your, tell me the story. Tell me, give me a little, give us a little rundown on when you had your, your daughter. So let's see. I was, the crime I committed that sent me away was three days before my daughter was born. Wild. The next morning I got arrested on a separate charge in a stolen car, got bailed out on that. My mom's like, look, you're not going anywhere. You're going to see your daughter born. I'm like, all right, of course. Well, duh. I wasn't trying to get in trouble in the first place, but when you're living that life, it just, it just is what it is. So I was fortunate enough to make my daughter's birth most glorious moment in my life. Hands down. Three weeks later, I'm sitting on the couch and I'm holding her and it's just the most beautiful thing you can imagine. And, uh, I get a phone call from the dope man. He's like, bro, don't come around here. The cops are looking for you. I was like, man, I know what it's about. So I just called him and said, hey, you guys know where I'm at. Come get me. Figured I might as well get it done while she's young and I can get out and be better. But the second I touched down, they're like, my first rack of charges accumulated 24 years. I would have been older. I would have done more time in prison than I had done on the streets alive. And I didn't want to see that. So I had to sit and fight and do all that before I could finally get out. But I only ended up with a six-year charge and did five and a half of it. Wow. Blessed. So today, today is two years. Since I got out. Since yes. he got out of prison. What a, what a day. What a day to be alive, you know? And Happy birthday, a, dad. <laughs> and happy birthday to your dad. And what a day to be doing this podcast. You know, I feel, I honestly feel honored. Just, you know, it, it sounds like really cliche, but when you hear another story, it just makes me realize how, man, you took a story that was way harder. Like I had some shit in my life, but you took a story that was so much that, you know, when you hear the saying, like, you know, someone has, someone's taken a worse situation than you have and still won with it. Right. You know, so people listening, like, you know, you're thinking you got, there is nothing just listening to you. That's too, any obstacle, you know, you can, the story we tell ourselves, like listening to your story is enough motivation to say whatever you're going through. During times of adversity, your self-talk has to match who you want to be on the other side of it. Yeah. That's that's just a rule of thumb right there. If you, no matter what your problems are, I got plenty of problems, but how you're going to handle that will, <laughs> will say everything about who you are because my problems will seem small compared to somebody else's. And if somebody, I can see somebody else with a worse problem than mine come through it. And then I'm like, man, that must, they're, man, they're doing it good for them. I'm going to derive inspiration from that. So if my story can somehow turn around and help somebody else, I'm going to contribute something to the greater good of this planet. And how did you, like for someone listening, you know, and especially in my, when, you know, when I was younger, I ended up in jail in Canada, not for six years, only for 20 days, nothing even close to comparable. But I mean, at the time I didn't know any better and, and, what, and I, I never really had them. I never really had much of a father figure, but I never really had the guidance and that's what I think is important about self-development and, and hearing other people's stories. What would what advice, you know, to the younger you now would you give yourself? Like if younger you is like Jared, I'm I'm fucking doing hard drugs, 
robbing people, you know, and it sounds very like, but like, if I help was, me out, like, what is this like, you know what I mean? Like, what would you tell the you now? The you then, what uh, would you now tell them? If I was to meet my younger self, I'd probably choke the shit out of myself for one, just for being ignorant and whatever else. But I would just explain that you have no idea the ripples of your decisions and how far they go, both negative or positive, because you can affect one person in a negative way and it just destroys their whole life, or you can affect one person with a smile or comment and save their life. So the way you choose to direct your energy says everything about who you are. And yeah, goosebumps, right? Yeah. And like, you know, and I guess like, you know, one thing I'm, I'm really taking from your story is like how to stay, how to stay mentally strong. Cause I know like a lot of that would have broken a lot of people. Not saying, you know, I'm sure. Well, I mean, it did break me. Yeah. Because without having broke me, it wouldn't have made me who I am today without question. But the part that broke me most while I was in prison was solitary confinement. I did 21 months in solitary out of those five and a half years. That's a whole nother animal. Give us a little, give us a little (laughs) explanation for so, and, I, and don't tell you know when I say this, the regular listener that doesn't know what 20 months or in solitary confinement that doesn't know what that is. I mean, you got a concrete bed with a one inch foam mat and a desk that's bolted to the wall and you in a toilet and a sink and uh, some cheap bar soap that makes you break out and itch. And you got to back up to the door to put your hands backwards so they can cuff you and put you on a dog leash to walk you to a cage to shower in. I mean, that's the most belittle, and you get stripped out. I mean, there are thousands of male officers had to, I had to strip in front of. Like that's humiliating, and just it's just it is what it is. So, any yard time? Did you like? Did you get to go out and work out when or? you're in solitary? Yeah, yeah, there's a ten by ten concrete room. You can with a phone on the wall. <laughs> but every now and then, another inmate would ding out while he's in there because a girl talked crazy to him, and he'd yank the phone off the wall, and then it'd be out of commission for three months. God, 21 months. Yeah, that sucked. But I, sometimes I think I'm having a bad week. Man, it's actually, <laughs> you could you have your fun. You take some bar of soap and you tie it to some string you pull out of your jumpsuit and you shoot it under the door so you can get some coffee from somebody. I mean, you, you find ways to occupy so talk, your time. So, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is talk me through. There had to be something deep motivating you to stay sane through that. My daughter. Because I know my daughter is going to, I knew that when I came out, she would idolize me because it's, oh man, when, when I was in County, she came and see me two times a week. I got to see my daughter twice a week and I was blessed for that. And I'm super thankful for all the love and support I've had for my family. But we had this little thing, even when she was just months old, she would, she would rest her forehead against the glass and I would rest my forehead and then she'd back up and headbutt the glass at months old. And I'm like, my daughter is going to be a savage. I love her. So the, when you peer into the soul of your creation, man, that's, I mean, I I guess it's the same with anybody that starts a successful business. You look at something that you created from nothing and you're going to have a sense of pride in that and want to see it do better and better. So in the midst of all the things I went through, I knew that my daughter is going to try to emulate the man I am when she chooses to seek a partner. So I got to be 
the best version of myself because if I'm just a deadbeat, that's what she's going to know. That's what she's going to look for. So I got to be something bigger, greater, better because that's what I want for her. Man, I know when she's when she's old enough to understand, you know, what happened. You know what I mean? Just listening to this, it's like, man, I'm I'm proud of you. Thank you. And I'm not your daughter. So I can only imagine, like, you know what I mean? Just hearing that is like, I mean, it, it's it maybe may even a little off subject, but, you know, you hear, like, uh, we just talked about it this morning when we were in the gym. I, I get Jared to meet me at my house at 6 a.m. when I want to be a little bitch and don't want to go to the gym in the morning or get up. He's always there early. No one, I haven't made my coffee yet, but he still show, he shows up. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, when you, when you hear, like, people use the excuse of, like, kids as why they can't do something? That's your should be your biggest motivating factor is having kids. Oh man, I can't work out because I got kids. Put your baby in their rocker seat right next to you and do some push-ups. Well, it's it, something. Hearing your story about being in solitary confinement in Max prison and 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 keeping your own sanity for your kid. Like if that isn't like a you know, it's like if it's, I didn't have something on the outside to keep me sane. I already know what I would have become and I would have spent another 20 years in there because if you have nothing to live for, yeah, what are you going to live for? You have to have a motivating force to do any, accomplish anything in life. So when you take everything away from you, like literally anybody can sit in their room, sit in your room, take everything out and put a, a blanket on the floor and sit there for a week straight with nothing. Your meals delivered to you that taste like garbage because they're prepped three years in advance. Like <laughs> it's all just trash. Like it's not, it, it's just, that was a shitty existence and I'm super grateful for it. Well, and you know, I'm, I'm a, a man or anybody, a person, like someone without purpose is, is lost. Useless. Yeah. You yeah. have to have a purpose in life. You know, and that sounds very like, you know, harsh, but you know, life is harsh. Yeah. So I, don't think, I think I'm talking to someone that knows that better than I do. You know so what I mean? Like put a helmet on and go through it. Yeah. Life's just going to beat you down, but how you react to that, that's going to determine how everything unfolds. You get a flat tire on the way to work. You can be like, Oh man, the whole world's against me. It's like, oh, okay, wait, maybe I was going to get in a car accident. Maybe there's a lesson to be learned here. Maybe I did something wrong. Maybe my flat tire was already flat and I neglected to pay attention to it. There's the best mental model I've ever found and not to get all spiritual, but God wants me to learn something here. So anytime you have something happen to you, man, just be like, okay, what's the lesson I can take from this? What am I supposed to learn here? How am I supposed to react to this? Born, you know, like you're, you're kind of saying like, like life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. Absolutely. Like if you know, if you're doing shit, you shouldn't be doing fucking around the sad reality is life ain't fair. We all know that, but you either pay what you paid. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say life is fair. Yeah. Everybody is exactly where you deserve to be. You're exactly, I don't give, yeah. I'm you're like, exactly I'm like, where you, you deserve you got to be. Me. <laughs> yeah. Cause when I was on the streets, man, I thought, man, the whole world's just against me. Everything's against me. Everything works against me. Yeah. It should have because I was a fucking loser. And then, now that I'm trying to do something better and I'm, man, I make at least a dozen people's day every single day because that brings me joy. I, I get happy when I see a smile across somebody's face because I did that. That's my creation. I put some positivity out in the world. It'll come back tenfold. It always does. 
fuck, I need a little like ringer that's like wow, 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 wow when you drop ding, a ball because that shit fucking. Now that I think about it, you know, you know, life is life. You kind of nailed it. If you take a look at someone's life, you know, and what they've been doing for the last five years and you look at their life now, they usually are right where the fuck they should be. Yeah. Based off their actions, decisions, you know. So life is incredibly fair. Yeah. Yeah, Some messed up things happen to people that shouldn't happen. But for the most part, life is fair. And you know, I think maybe to, and I'm, that's, that was a, that was a kind of a you opened my mind a little bit there, more than a little bit, you know. And 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 it's you know, I guess yeah, life is hard, but it's fair, you know. It's meant to weed out the weak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So two so two years today. Yes, um, sir. You fucking. I see you. You're you're you know when like people say like, and this is the other thing, guys. If you follow Jared, see Jared, he's up every day. Some days I'm like sleeping on a Sunday. Jared's up at 6 a.m. doing some sort of fucking four plate squat or some crazy shit. I can't squat four plates. Yeah. Three. It's getting That's there. That's my max. It's getting there. But uh, I'll get there. In due time, everything takes time. So, how, what, what would you say to your two year, two year? I mean, I just can't believe that we're doing this on your two year anniversary being free. Um, what are, what, what's some of your, like what, how are you feeling today? Talk to me. How are you feeling? What are some of your goals you got coming up? Personal life, dad. I mean, uh, like how are you feeling mentally today? It's gotta be a big day for you. It's a little surreal because every milestone, of course, I'm going to reflect back at three years. I'll reflect back at five years. I can't wait to reflect back on that and see how far I can actually push myself to become how more I can structure my days, how much more I can efficiently manage my time how much more financially stable I can become. Cause I, I got out with nothing but hundreds of thousands, uh, hundreds, a little over a hundred thousand dollars in court fines and debt. So all I'm doing is working my ass off to pay off all that and get myself on my feet and get everything in order. And I actually just align myself with first form because, uh, a company like that's not going to tolerate no bullshit. And, I don't know. I'm nervous. So this got a little weird. So, uh, repeat your question, please. <laughs> no worries. So what I was just going to say like, what are how are you? Yeah. And it's just to let you know, it's normal to be nervous. Nervous is you're excited, man. Oh it's, man. It's, I'm, I'm beyond ecstatic right now. <laughs> well, and, and I, I, even not just to, you know, ask how you're feeling today. Cause I mean, I hope I can't wait to hear in five years from the five years mark as well. But, uh, what are the percentages? Like, cause I know it's like, you know, when you do a longer, sentence like that what are the percentage of the people that don't that just fucking go right back to being the recidivism yeah to reoffend. yeah the reoffend. most of them will reoffend in the first month yeah but it's like 80 something percent right go go right back there was actually a dude when i was in solitary we were were talking through a little tiny crack in the door because he was next to me and you had to yell so he could kind of hear you and he's like man every time i get out and stuff just doesn't line up perfectly i just end up right back I was like, bro, do you understand how pathetic that sounds? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, bro, that sounds pathetic. If everything's not handed to you on a silver platter, you come right back. He's like, but bro, I've been on probation for like 18 years. I'm like, bro, that should have lasted a year and you should have gotten off. Why did you go out there? And they got this drug reference uh, to people getting out. They say out the gate by eight in the spoon by noon. That's pathetic. Like that, that's exactly why you're still in prison because you didn't change nothing. You can't 
what's that definition of insanity to repeat the same behavior over and over and expect a different outcome. All that cliche shit. It's all real. Man, I'm just, I'm just taking it in, man. It's insane. So yeah, eight, pretty much over 80%. And so my chance of sitting here with you right now was under 20%. And that's, you know, that's like, you know, taking whatever you've been given and still winning with it. And, and I mean, I say the biggest, one of the biggest lessons is learning from your mistakes. You know, I was asked by a, by a cellmate, a respected friend, I, I would say, but he, we were on a parallel philosophical journey, so to speak. And he asked me one day, he just closed his book and he stood up off his bed and he's like, what's the meaning to life? I said, it's easy. Lessons learned and applied. Knowledge isn't power. Applied knowledge is. You can have all the knowledge in the world. You don't apply it properly. You're worthless. Amen to that. Yeah, you can like, yeah, you can say, it's like I always say everything. You can watch all the motivational videos, read all the books, but if you don't fucking make the changes, nothing changes. Yeah. And you don't have to have A to B figured out. You just have to start. Mm -hmm. Just do it. Well, I think, you know, that's it's funny because we talked about it since when I first met, I'm like, God, have you on the podcast. It took me a minute to get this thing going. But uh, I've watched every step of it and I'm, I'm happy for you, man. You're, thanks, you're man. doing it. I'm proud of you. And it's, yeah, just listening to your journey is just, it's so inspiring, right? Because it's so easy to get, a, get up and play the victim. I hate the victim mentality. Poor me. Poor yeah, me. Poor me. I went to prison. Poor me. Give me a job. Poor me. Well, you know no. what I mean? It's like, it's like, I, would you, I, I don't know. I feel like, and that's what's really hitting me when I'm listening to your story is how like, because I know it's kind of, it's hitting me that there is times in my life where like I surround it. And I always say this, you know, I don't even think I need to tell you this. You are who you surround yourself with. I used to hang out with people that were just negative. I always find the negative. It was almost like, and when I say this, I was the same way. So it's, not, I'm not calling like they, and they chose to be negative. I chose to be negative. Like, you know, you choose how the fuck you want to act. And it was like, I was in this group of people that were just like, it was like the victim mentality. It was almost like it, there was a goal of people felt sorry for me or who I was hanging out with. And it was like a race to the bottom and hearing your story, you know, you know what I mean? It was like hearing your story. It's just so, it's just a reminder that like there's two roads in life and you can either be a victim or you can hold yourself accountable. Absolutely. And something I've noticed about as I'm starting to get myself better and better, a few people I've talked to here and there, I use the rubber band analogy, right? Because you'll start to like climb, 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 right? And they're like, no, 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 come back down here. Come back down here. Family does it. Friends do it. Oh, yeah. Everything does it. But that negativity, the, the surrounding yourself with negativity, right? I actually talked to somebody yesterday and they were just being super negative. And I talked them out of it but it still stained the air. It still lingered. That negative vibe was still there. And it, man, if somebody is sitting there negative, man, I'm just going to walk away. Mm -hmm. I don't even want to hear it. Well, it's like, it's, I always say this thing is like, uh, positivity is con contagious, but negativity is infectious. And it's like, that's fact. You know what I mean? It's like positivity is contagious. Negativity is infectious. And, I think before we started the podcast, we were talking, you know, like, and I, and I used to, I always say this, the easiest thing I tell anybody, it's like, you can be the most positive, like, you know, sh bright shining star of a human. And if you hang around negative 
losers. I, and I use the word loser and winners. You become one, not because you are that. You just, you can't outgrow an environment if you're, that's all you're surrounded with. You, you know? have to set your sight outside that environment. That's why there's people like uh, pro football players that get stuck in the ghetto. They're like, oh, my, all my friends are going to jail. And well, if you just stayed around them, you would have too. But no, you just set your sights on something higher. Mm-hmm. And now you're in the NFL or whatever choice thing that you're doing. Well, you know, and you'll get hated on for wanting to become better. It's, it's very- Absolutely. Right now I'm inspiring people. And when I reach a certain level, they're going to despise me for the dreams that they gave up on. Yeah. And it's like old people that were stuck where that are still stuck where you're at, but they just know if they just change their mindset, they don't have to be stuck. Well, even if, so there's people that don't understand they need to change their mindset so you can enlighten them. Then there's those that understand their faults, but do nothing about it. Those are the dangerous ones. Yeah. And then they give advice to everybody else. Yeah. It's like a fat guy giving you advice in the gym. Like, I understand you might've read some books and stuff, but have you done it? Well, when we talked, like there was like, this, I was just saying this morning, like gossip. Oh man, gossip. It, isn't it crazy? Like there's, you know, like there's people over there, you know, doing things. And I was in, you know, I'm sure you've been probably in, you know. I no, yeah. The gossip's horrible. In prison. And there's, you know, I've, I was in friend groups years ago that I was sitting there, like just imagine talking, sitting there with someone, talking about someone doing shit. Like what a fucking sad loser ass thing to do that is it's with when somebody puts some negative comments on your posts or reels or whatever right go look at their profile what are they doing they don't post no, they're they're not posting anything worthy there's some negative comments or they're uh just give- imagine being like being like imagine being a like because i you know what i've been one and man is it it's like embarrassing to say that at times in my life i was a hater it's yeah. embarrassing. That's embarrassing shit. Be like that is not like that is probably one of the most embarrassing things you can literally be in life because it it's just a reflection of things you don't have. And I guess that goes into my next question: is choosing the route you take to you know to be that twenty percent? And and I said this, and you know if someone takes the minute, but not being a fuck up, really, like you know to be being better in your life. Did you have any backlash from like your previous life? You know, people that were in that scene you were in so the first thing i did when i got out i didn't even jump on facebook for like two months and then i finally got on and i had what 500 and something friends and i deleted 243 of them right off top anybody that i thought in any way shape or form was gonna be a negative influence to me in any way they were gone immediately and then i've had a couple previous uh let's call them employers try to reach out because I kept my mouth shut and did my time, but I have no interest in going back to anything like that. I got my sights set on something greater and higher. And that's what I'm going for. Coming after everything I've ever dreamed about. That shit just, did that not fire you up? Cause that just fired me the fuck up. I'm like, hold on. First form, second training session coming up here at 11. But guys, man, just, I'm telling you like, that is so inspiring. And, 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 and I might, what you're just saying there is like, you need to cut out all the bullshit that doesn't, you find your, find your goals and your dreams and your life and your purpose. You say no that any, to anything that isn't that. It's like, it's like people think it's a hard recipe, but just listening to what you're saying is like, doesn't matter if the, you know, some people just, some people aren't, you know, it's like they're not, the journey, some people just fall off and it's not that, you know, that's nothing, not even anything personal, but it's personal for you and for me and for anybody who's going a certain direction in their life. 
here's something I, I, I was wondering about. It's like when somebody says, oh, I used to do this or I was going to do this, there had to come a point in time when they gave up. What if they were one day away from making the handshake that could have made or break it? What if they were one phone call away and they gave up the day before? If I, <laughs> There's no way I can fail. If I push every single day for a better outcome, eventually in due time, it will come. And I can sit on my phone and follow all these people and watch everybody else live the life I want, or I can go out and live the life I want. Hell yeah, you can. Now, I want to last, I just want to ask to anybody listening that's doubting themselves or they're maybe in a spot in their life where they think that, you know, it's gotten really dark um, and they're just in, in one of those ruts and they've done, maybe they've done some stuff in their life and they're thinking they're not good enough and, or their past is defining who they are. What advice would you give them to persevere, not quit, not fold on themselves and believe in themselves? It's all about your self-talk. If you, I was reading a book from like 1870 or something and it was, it was saying something about your brain can't take a joke. So if you're like, oh man, I'm dumb. I'm fucking stupid. I, I should know. Well, then your brain thinks you are fucking stupid. If you're like, man, I got this. I got this. I got this. If that wall is 20 feet tall and you know, you can't climb it. You're like, man, I got this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to find a fucking way. Then you're just going to do it. You just can't make the excuses. You just, there's going to be people who doubt you. There's going to be people who give you backlash. You just got to set your sights on something better and go after it. <sighs> shit, man. We got some good shit today. Seriously. Um, guys, give J- if you, th- first off, Jared, thanks so much for coming on. Of course, man. It was a pleasure. And sharing your journey, which I, is one of the most inspiring journeys I've heard in a long time. Seriously with me and with, with everyone listening, man, I'm just, Hey, I'm, pr- I'm I want to say number one, I'm so proud of you. And, and yeah, Likewise. you inspire me, man. And just hearing your story, is it just a daily reminder that you can literally, you're not your past. You can do anything. You can do whatever the fuck you want in this world. And you know, in life, we're going to make mistakes. We're supposed to learn and live this life the best we can. And you're a living example of doing that. So I'm, I'm honored to have you on guys. You can follow Jared at blackbird underscore strong instagram blackbird underscore strong and if you're up early you'll catch jared at the gym every single day at, at who god knows what hour he's there putting in work um thanks for tuning in man there's been so much value and just knowledge dropped today and I, again i just can't say how proud i am of you man and check back shortly man yeah progress, an eye progress on goes. His journey is fucking nothing short of amazing and i can't wait to have you back on in, in a couple of years hell even year three let's do it but uh absolutely man thanks for tuning in you guys we'll catch you next time